0: By the time I record this episode, this is already going to be old news. Okay, this happened like three or four days ago. Um, uh, but I need to do this because I have a segue. I I come prepackaged with a segue. I don't have like a segue like, but like, you'll see what I mean. And actually, we're not going to talk about this anyway. So, but <laughs> three or four days ago, protesters, big oil protesters, you know, like the environmental activists threw tomato soup. It um, it, it um. i knew this one sunflowers by van gogh see i knew it um for one thing fuck you for not making it an andy warhol okay they would have been like they would have been exquisitely funny um also like we're not here it's good to be anti-big oil i think it's good to be environmentally conscious hey man recycle you know you know what i mean bike date something um but um there's like Whatever. I'm not here to talk about, like, the destruction of art, because the art was fine. It's behind a glass plate, okay? Museum secrets. We know you want to touch the art. And you're gonna- you're, we're gonna get to why I said we pretty soon. Um, but... It's... It, I'm just so happy it happened after I was forcibly removed from the museum industry, and, um, not at a museum I've ever worked at or visited. because. If it had happened during the museum, the during the well it had happened in a museum, but if it had happened while I was working in the museum industry, I would have been crucified, straight up, stigmata through the hands, stigmata through the feet, crucified. like I'm not kidding. like I would have they would have torn apart something made of wood and nailed me to it and probably taken off my clothes and been like, look, he is a belly. Fuck this guy. And like I just fuck. I hate the museum industry so fucking much, man. I'm not anti-art. I'm pro art. You know? I I mean I didn't mean nothing bad against like anti anti <laughs> you know anti-warhol. Andy Warhol. Um, you know, I I am pro art. And also like we're not here to talk about whether or not they did make the MPA that they were looking for or where these people came from because I've heard differences of opinion on the origin of these people. But I'm going to wait until it's more out in the open so I don't say the wrong thing and look like a dingus because here's the thing. Hey, man, I'm from the museum industry. For a while there in college, and after I graduated, miraculously, somehow, I made a living saying the wrong thing in the museum industry. And I just want to thank these people, genuinely, personally thank these people for not doing it at the museum that I used to work at. And during the time that I used to work in a museum, because even if four years out for me being honestly fired in something that was a a long time coming, I'm just going to say it like they they dropped the ball on firing me. Did I drop the ball on leaving? Absolutely. Did they drop the ball on fucking firing me? Yes. They waited for a global pandemic to get it over with. And it's like fuck you guys. I'm a cunt. You know I'm a cunt. I'm not a cunt in a fun artsy way. Get rid of me. I will ruin your life. But had they done that at my old museum, they would have found a way four years out to ruin my life. Again, straight up crucifixion. I'm not saying I'm Jesus. I'm saying I know Jesus, though. It's going to be a tie-in. Hi! Anyway, there was a long I'm just- I hate museums so goddamn fucking much. My name is Mickey Soro. This is my podcast, which mine is Ours, spelled H-O-U-R-S, because for about an hour, I'm going to tell you about why I hate museums, okay? And I don't. Which is- It's going to make it weird. Right. It's going to make it a little bit weird to they had intro and be like, I hate museums. I don't. OK, I like museums. Museums fuck up like a lot, but like is a whole there. It's a pretty cool thing. Like, you know, I, my favorite place as a kid was the Children's Museum. The cool thing about the Children's Museum in the, in the town where I grew up was that it like didn't, you know, steal, you know, bodies from the pyramids you know what i mean because it's a children's museum you know it didn't like actively steal culturally relevant and important art from cultures they were like hey don't and they weren't like oh we're gonna do it anyway because you know what it was the children's museum and they they had the right idea they the children's i'm gonna say the children's museum of tiny town, Massachusetts, had the most exquisitely right idea about the majority of things. I'm gonna say location wasn't super into. Um, turns out the parking lot there is an adult. I can look at it and be like, that's kind of small. That kind of sucks. Um, but you know, like, it's like in the like a busy intersection. But other than that, it's great. Um, down to the gift shop, perfectly executed, exquisite. I want to do the nail art, which is not manicures, but like doing art with nails and string. They fucking slipped. There was a room where you could pretend to be a doctor or the patient. That was pretty cool. Is a kid that was like afraid of doctors. It's cool to be able to hit somebody else with the hammer, right? My knees never do the thing they're supposed to. Um, I need to get the look at it looked at, but I'm not going to because if I can't do it in the children's museum of my tiny hometown in Massachusetts, the fuck you i'm not doing it i'm not going who cares i don't need reflexes fuck you you need reflexes can't fucking hands bitch they're coming at you very slowly because i have some unspecified motor skill issue um we'll talk to a doctor but right now i'm talking to you okay um it's a great museum um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of good museums out there that genuinely do good things. I think there are a lot of museums that genuinely do good things. While also it's like, come on, you stole this. Why? Why? Why did you have to steal? You didn't have to print a picture of it. You know what I mean? Like, also, there's a lot of times that museums just do print a picture of the thing and are like, well, it's it. Hang that up. Um, or they lie. Well, I mean, now, you know, if you're seeing a painting in a museum, it's probably the painting. It depends on where you are in the museum. Okay, so where does my insider information come from? I used to work in a museum gift store, okay, for a fine arts museum in Boston, Massachusetts. I know I've mentioned the name of the museum in some prior episode, but I, you know, I didn't scrub it, and I'm not going to, because, like, hey, man, they're. They're irreparably connected to me, um, and I'm irreparably connected to them. And I have done so much damage to the museum over the years that, honestly, I don't think that me publicly connecting my name to them in a podcast um, you know, is a former employee where the most recognizable thing about me was my voice and the shoddiness of my work and my teeth, which was a really big issue for a lot of people. But anyway, I don't, yeah, I don't think I can do anything worse to them. Hey, man, I'm not throwing tomato soup at them, am I? Some days I wish I could have been. So, no, okay. Um, But yeah, I used to work at the gift store for a fine arts museum up in Boston. And um, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I don't know too much about art. But if you're in the gift store and you think you're seeing a print for sale, it really just is a print. Like, it's not the Great Wave. It's actively like cardboard. You know, just so you know, (laughs) just just so you know, because people will come in and be like, oh, the arts for sale. And like, I know, okay, we had a lot of evacuations because people were actively like, you know, token up in the bathroom. And hey, man, you know what I'm going to say? I went to the ICA, which is a museum that is way too good for me. And I I I left (laughs) because I like felt weird being there. I went to the ICA. high, And I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then I like saw a boss from a previous job. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to ruin his day, you know what I mean? Well, he wasn't, like, a boss, but, like, somebody that worked it a previous... Well, like, was it previous to that point? Somebody that worked it like, in a managerial position at my college internship, I, like, saw him across, like, the hallway, and I was like, I, you know what? And I wasn't really understanding the art anyway. I'm too high for this. I'm just going to leave. So I left. Um, I didn't want to ruin anybody else's day. You know, I might not be contemporary enough for most art, but I'm also not fine enough for any art. So it's honestly a miracle that they got four years. Of, it's honestly a miracle that I got four years of me working in the museum that I did work in. Um, I'm the worst thing that has ever happened to the museum industry. I am tangentially connected to the Gardner Museum heist. Um I just want to say that I just want to put that out there. We're never going to find D.B. Cooper. OK, you know what I mean? And you know, we're, you know, we'll 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 never fully know about the the man from Tear Ed. Right, like, yeah, some of these we just have to let the dream die. You know what I mean? The guy with the ear trumpet in, like, the Charlie Chaplin movie, maybe he was legitimately hard of hearing, maybe he was legitimately a time traveler. I'm hard of hearing, legitimately. I've never traveled through time, but hey, man, I'm not saying it's impossible. So, there's just some some things we have to let die. You know, keep hunting for Bigfoot. Don't shoot him. That's cruelty. Um, you know, maybe one day you'll see a, 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 like, a chupacabra. I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm pro-cryptid. I believe in that kind of shit. It's just sometimes, sometimes things are going to be unsolved. And I hate to say that it is like a spooky crime person, spooky, spooky thing person. But sometimes it's just like, yeah, we're never going to know. Okay. You know, the, the woman of the dunes, never going to know. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> She, she can't ace her, but um, so um, but I'm I'm admitting to I'm openly on air on the radio. This is pre-recorded, but whatever. Admitting to having a hand in the Isabella Stewart Gardner um robbery, which uh, I just got to check the year on that real quick to make sure I'm not actually implicating myself, Gardener museum heist that's the one that's what i mean no obviously i don't want to see the museum for real like is the fucking heist you know like is the heist right 1990 so um 6 years before i was born but i i have connections okay and i'm going to tell you what they are because i was involved in a secondary art theft in a busted museum that's actually right down the street Um, and the cool thing is I look, well, it's not cool. It kind of fucking sucks. I look a lot older than I really am. I'm 25. I think at the time I was involved in the art theft, I was probably around 21. I was probably 20. Actually, I was probably, okay, 19. No, I wasn't 19. I might've been, I was 19 or 20. Um, like late 19, early 20, because if I had been 21, I would have gotten I would have I had a Svedka thing at the time. I would have been so drunk on Svedka that night. Um, and I wasn't. So and not I'm not saying like in the museum. I'm saying after I got off the phone crying to my parents that I was gonna lose this fucking job that they wanted me to have so they could finally brag about me at Thanksgiving. <laughs> like then I would have gotten drunk on Svetka, like a responsible adult. Well, young adult. Well, twenty year old. So, though so I must have been under twenty one. I think I was. 20, I was twenty one when I graduated. Okay, yeah, right. 22, 21, something. I don't know. My life is a blur. My life is a movie, and it's it's shot horribly. It's terrible. It's a terrible film. It's grainy. Screen is tearing. Actively, we're dropping pixels. It's fine though. Um, but right. So. I was involved in an art heist. I've told the story on the podcast before. I'm going to say, this is all to say, I am the worst thing. I am singularly, solitarily, the worst thing that has ever happened to the worldwide museum industry. Keep in mind, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist, the actual straight up one that took place six years before I was born and probably some change. I don't know. I don't know the month's situation on it. That is the largest unsolved art heist ever, right? presumably the art has been destroyed, or burned, or is in the hands of the mob, and, like, I'm not, I'm not touching it. Hey, man, I, like I said, D.B. Cooper, man from T.A. Red, something's gotta stay unsolved. I don't care. I, you keep the art. Just leave me alone. But, um, um, I am worse than that. I am worse than that, because I was part of a secondary heist that people were legitimately pissed, didn't bring as much hype, is the guy, because the Garden Museum, can profit off of the heist and they, do, they try to downplay it, but like they do profit off of the heist. People go, I've gone to take pictures of the missing pictures because like they cut the shit out of the frames. They took, they took a few things. And one, I think one of them was sculptural in like bronze, some sort of bronze item. I think it was an Eagle, but they cut like, excuse me. They cut like paintings out of the frames. When Isabella Stewart Gardner died, she was a real person. She said, Hey, don't touch my shit. So we can't. I'm not doing Jake fucking shit. I'm surprised I can go into that place. But um, they can't take the frames down. First of all, whoever did steal it, I, you know, and hey man, I'm not putting a target on my beak. Go you, pro you. I really like when guns are not pointed at my head. I'm just saying. Um, so, you know, I'm happy for you she didn't want you to do that, but who am I to stop you, right, I was busy being unborn, um, so, whoopsie, um, but yeah, so I, uh, I've told the story before, so, but, you know, and I, so, I was working in the different fine arts museum right down in the street, don't look it up, it's not worth it, um, And a group of people came in during a very, very popular exhibit. Takeshi Morkami, he's a living artist. He does uh, uh, graphic art, primarily graphic art, like digital art, also sculpture. Um, I think he does a little painting. Uh, He's a living artist from Japan. Very cool uh, exhibit, very cool artwork. A lot of merchandise because he produces the merchandise like it's difficult to do for people insider trade secrets it's very difficult to find merchandise for a show where the person isn't actively living and doesn't actively have an established brand like when i started there um uh at the museum of fine arts we were doing a show on fuck what was his name uh it's not billy mays it's the oxy clean guy fucking hell um some guy Right, his most famous—I gotta look it up. His most famous painting was called like *Just Sunyans*, and he may or may not have uh, died of syphilis. *Just onion's painting, there it is. William Merritt Chase, Billy Mays—I was close. William Merritt Chase. So that was my first exhibit. And um, it was very difficult to move products for that exhibit because they'd, even though he's considered, like, the father of the father of Impressionism, like, he's the guy that—or of, like, still life, I think. I think still life. Even though he's, like, the guy that was like, what if we painted things where they were still and, like, from our lives? And everyone was like, that's kind of you're, you know, your, did the syphilis hit your brain? And then later everyone was like, that's actually pretty cool. It would really sleep if we did this with things that weren't just onions. And now we have still lives. Um, so, um, but nobody cares about this guy, which, you know, see it, uh, hey man, we cared, we put on a whole fucking show, but it was very difficult to get people through the door for the show, because it's not, it's just not the same pull, it's like something brightly colored, someone modern someone that actively visited the museum I think as we were setting it up and like doing events for it that sort of thing um I never met Takeshi Morikami. I mean, honestly yeah, he's a lovely person but like thank fucking god because I fucking lost his goddamn art we got it back it's not my fault except it is but anyway so um it's an example of a show it's really difficult to move product for, because William Merritt Chase has been fucking dead for, like, 200 years. There's no name recognition. There's no branding that really goes into it. You know, not to be, like, corporate about it. It's just, like, literally his most famous painting is Onions, you know? You can't have a whole museum gift shot that's literally just Onions. So, it was kind of difficult, like, genre-wise. Um, but, like, to get you more cami, like I was saying... They show brought in a lot of people because his art's fucking cool. It's relatable. It's, it's edgy. It's artsy. It's obviously it's art. It's colorful. It's that sort of thing. So, um, like, you know, a group of people come in one day, they're raking up thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. They're doing the thing where they're like, uh, can you like hold this for us? And it's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's my job. So why would I, why would I say no? Hey man, why would I say no? Um, (laughs) I should have said no. Um, but they, uh, so they, you know, long story short, they hand me fake credit cards and like, I'm holding, you know, not to be like the biggest dingus, but I was like holding the credit card and it didn't like feel like a normal credit card. And I was just like, because, you know, how they kind of have like a weight to it. Like, you know, when you pick up your like Visa card and you're like, this is my Visa card. But if it like weighed a little less or a little more, you'd be like, hey, man, what's up with my Visa? Like, not to body shame my Visa card, but like, you know, it just didn't feel like a regular because my whole job was fucking handling other people's credit cards. and I was like, OK, flimsy, whatever, man, because like, you know, I assumed it was probably like the newest. Like, I didn't really think much of it. I was like, fuck, my hands are stupid. Anyway, so insert the credit card uh or sorry swipe we didn't have chip yet it was a big fucking issue they were like can you try chip and i was like no (laughs) yeah is it is it the 2010s of course but you know we don't we're not in the 2010s it's just happening around us so you know i'm trying to swipe these fucking cards it keeps declining we were operating on like the original software as soon as the museum got software Cause like the, almost said the name, the museum that contained fine arts that I was working with at the time, um, you know, they'd been around for a while. They, it predates software register with software right but as soon as they got software and they got computerized registers they never replaced them we're talking original like <laughs> we were working with an operating system from the 90s which like i'm also from the 90s and we see how that's working out for me my fucking operating system shot right so um you know i, I mean it's it, it wasn't like it wasn't like a big red flag. It wasn't any red flag, honestly, that their cards were declining. And sometimes when people's cards would decline with the swipe, we would have to input the numbers manually. So you have to bend over the register and type them in manually, right? So we had these bigs that we were told were hand painted by the artist. They were not. We were also told they were one of a kind. They were not. They were mass produced, but they were sold or we were selling them like Jake is just saying. At a price that implied, heavily implied, one of a kind, hand painted by the artist. I'm just going to say these purses—they were purses, medium size, ugly, <laughs> six thousand two hundred dollars each. Okay, and so they was, they would its weird. Like, what the fuck are we doing, right? Is a museum? Is people? What was I doing, honestly? My job. Yeah, I wasn't, like, pushing the purses. People would be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, I know. And they'd be like, can you not read numbers? And I'd be like, no, I didn't print it. It's the real number. Like, I'm sorry. Because uh, a lot of people at the museum tended to underestimate my intelligence. Anyway, to continue the story of when I was a fucking idiot and it ruined everybody's lives uh um so uh you know i'm putting these things down and the bigs were stored right behind me as i said earlier not a time traveler definitely of hearing loss right so the people one person from this group of like six or seven people actively goes behind me takes the big which was not alarmed and not bolted to anything which was not my fault I had no part of setting up the store. I was just the employee that nobody wanted to be on shift with, so they put me downstairs in the lonely person store until this event made them realize I was a high-risk employee and I was moved back upstairs, and I couldn't be downstairs on my own without supervision. Like, I was considered such a high-risk employee that, like, when I went to the bathroom, people were kind of like, uh... But is he gonna do something stupid? And it's like, no, I'm gonna take a shit like a human being, okay? I've chugged three monsters, I'm hungover, I'm gonna take a shit, and I'm gonna come right back, and the minute I get back behind the register, I'm gonna do something stupid like give someone the wrong change, or call the customer mom, okay? But the the minutes between me walking to my shit, shitting, and walking back, I will try my best, no, yeah, I'm gonna walk into somebody in the hallway, Okay. Both ways. I'm probably going to walk into a wall, probably going to walk into a door. Someone's going to ask me for directions. I'm not going to know. Okay. Um, someone's going to ask me what museum we're in. And I'm going to say the gardener and we're not in the gardener. And I know that it, my badge says that we're not. Um, but in the minute that I am shitting, I am the, I'm doing the smartest thing I've done all day unfortunately. But anyway, so I was a dumb cunt, and I'm a dumb, dumb cunt now. The cool thing is I just don't work in a museum anymore. Uh, I work in um, hospice care, um, but in dementia care. And um, so, but um, what was uh, going on there was, so they took the big, and they went backwards through the museum. So the way that it was the way that it's set up in the museum is that you go through the exhibit and when you get to the end of the museum when you get to the end of the exhibit it spits you out into the gift store right the whole bottom floor the majority of the bottom floor is just the one exhibit attached to the gift store and then there's like a pillar of art it's kind of on a th. you have to go through a separate door into a separate wing um, even though it's all one wing it's like a wing within a wing which is like Tiered because there's like three floors where it's like art of like Central and South America, uh, you know, um, early American art, you know, like, and then on top it's sometimes a special exhibit, but sometimes it's just Frida Kahlo. But that was also kind of a lie because we only had one Frida Kahlo thing and then we kind of advertised it like it was multiple Frida Kahlo things and it wasn't, um, but yeah, whatever. So, anyway uh they steal the big they they go backwards through the exhibit uh, security guard slips them and is like hey did you buy that and they're like yeah security guards like oh, okay <laughs> doesn't ask for a receipt barges into the store after they leave and is like hey did you sell that big and i was like what big oh no and so oh yeah security guards yelling at me i'm like dude i get it i get it i get it listen i'm 19 to 20 years old my ace is thicker than my head you gotta cut me some slick. I'm a psychology major. I ain't never touched art in my life. I can't spell art on a good day. Look at my teeth, okay? Look at my te- Every single customer that walks through this goddamn store is half my body weight, twice my height, and has straighter teeth than I ever will. And they all comment on the teeth. It's weird. Your lipstick isn't the color, but somehow you have black lipstick right between your two teeth. No. Okay? I just have fucked up teeth. And they think that's an excuse to treat me poorly. I pull shit like this. That's why you can treat me poorly. Don't fucking come at me for my fucking teeth, okay? But they do anyway, which, whatever. (sighs) Fuck, I hate the museum. Anyway, I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, They were originally going to fire me. I was panicking to, unfortunately, the guy that I, <laughs> it was my coworker that I had a huge crush on at the time. He was the only other guy on shift upstairs. And afterwards I was like, John, 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 I, Hey, I fucked up. So be it. And I was like, I didn't disclose at the time that I, cause like my, you know, it, it you know, I, they were made that they were the, the, the ruling was, shouldn't he have been able, well, okay. The museum didn't know I was trans also as well. And after this happened, I was like, I'm just going to kind of not bring it up. Yeah, because, like, I don't deserve human rights, <laughs> to be fair. um, So, like, you know, so I'm like, I I was like, i panicking because I never I was like, I should have heard. I should have heard. But I never disclosed I had hearing loss because I didn't think they would come up in a bookstore setting where we're all on quiet time anyway, right? Like, there's not supposed to be noise, right? It's a fucking bookstore in an art museum. Like, I have a lot of trouble- I have a lot of- I have trouble hearing, but I especially have trouble hearing in crowded environments. There's never supposed to be a crowded environment in a museum gift shop, but there was. Um, so I was afraid I was gonna get fired. And I was afraid I was going to get fired for not expo- for not disclosing the hearing loss thing. And then I was like, but I also don't want to, like, pull it out of my ace Because then I was like, because it, it's a genuine reason. But I didn't want to pull it out then because people are going to be like, well, you're lying. So you don't get fired because you're in your 20s and people in their 20s don't have hearing loss. And it's like, I do. <laughs> I'm also just stupid. You can fire me. I just want you to know why I did this. Um. So, but they couldn't fire me, and I actually found out months later that the reason why they didn't fire me is because my boss thought that I hid information on him. My boss thought that if they had tried to fire me, which the head of security was pushing for, because she was like, she's a fucking moron, and everyone was like, yeah, we've worked with her. She's a fucking moron, um, and I am. I am a fucking moron, like, straight up, but, uh, you know, th- th- my boss thought I, if I had been fired, I would have turned on him and been like, hey— He's the one that didn't secure the the priceless work of art. There was so, like, I'm just here. I'm stupid. I'm a college student. I'm high. Not right now. Wish I had been. Nothing would have changed if I was. <laughs> I would have handled it exactly as poorly as I did Stone Cold Sober. Um, you know. He did it, you know, um, but I don't blame him at all. And also, like, I was really shocked when somebody pulled me aside and was like, I mean, you know, right? You know why they kept you, right? Because they thought you were going to squeal on him. And I was like, I didn't know there was an option, also I wouldn't have done that. And they were like, yeah, I mean, like, I know that you wouldn't have done that, but management doesn't know that you wouldn't have done that. Management thought you would have. And I was like, what the fuck did I do to management where they think I'm such a fucking asshole? Like, I could have... I mean, Boston's full of museums. First of all, I don't belong in a museum setting. Second of all, I pulled off... I f- facilitated... The Lesser Gardener Museum heist. If if a museum's going for like the like true crime kind of like so be it we're good kind of like come here we're haunted by our past and our sins as museum employees like if they're going for that angle they fucking love me. The problem was the museum that I was working at wasn't it wasn't a big enough of a heist to go for that angle and so people were pissed off at me for that and it's like I'm sorry did you want me to have worse hearing so anyway. Um, this is all to say, I am absolutely the worst thing that's ever happened to the museum industry. I can't even pull off a heist correctly. The Garrett Museum, the Garrett Museum is making fucking bank after some fucking stoner, probably just guessing, um, got fucking tied up and a bunch of fucking thieves took all their fucking art away from the art museum. And so like, I couldn't even be the, the right stoner employee in that moment. And you know what? Honestly, here's the thing. I wouldn't have been a sympathetic, like character if it had been a thing because then the gender shit would have come up and people would be like i but were you too busy transing your gender to really you know protect the art around you and it's like no because no one at the museum knew i was trans and it was a really difficult conversation i never wanted to have with anyone there um so and like you know whatever, man, I fucking, we did a show on, like, gender nonconforming clothing and whatever, and he had fucking pronoun pins, and I just distinctly remember I had a he, I don't exclusively use he, but I had a he pronoun pin on, and, um, I was, like, trying to get it to happen for me, and it never would, and somebody was like, oh, the lord, and I was like, what, 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 What? the lord, look at, look at me, I am wearing blake lipstick, some sort of freaky jewelry on and not that goths can't be christian but you think i'm here for the lord you think i'm behind the register in a fine arts museum looking like i'm gonna cut myself on the receipt paper thing not fully accidentally for the lord because like they place was fucking wild i it was god I got punished, okay? I got punished. That's where I wanted to go with this. After years of clownery and the one very, very specific act of clownery that I did commit against the museum industry as a whole, and am I sorry, kind of, because it's part of my act, because I sound Canadian, so I kind of have to be, but I'm going to be kind of pace aggressive about it. Um, so, yeah, sorry, but, um, you know. I got punished. I got punished as I should have been. You know, I you know, I, I think I should have been fired straight up, honestly. Like, not to be like self-victimizing, but like if they had if they had been like fuck you, I would have been like, understood, me me fucked. Me fucked right now. I leaving. And I, I just would have gone back to campus and I probably would have cried and then I would have gotten on indeed.com or the fucking Mozilla if they were still around and I would have been like, all right, well. Big to Alzheimer's Dementia Care. Like, you know, it just, it's whatever, man. Because fucking, it was a, straight up, like, it was a museum gig that I got undeservingly because one of my bosses was like, I hired you because I, your voice is ridiculous and I think it's fun. And he he would only hire people for like ridiculous reasons, which was kind of fun. This, this, if I had interviewed with my other boss, not a snowball's chance in hell that I would have stepped foot Into the museum. If I had done the phone interview with him. They would have put a force field around the museum. So I wouldn't even be able to like. Have thoughts of it. That permeate into it. Okay. And like deserved and fair. Straight up. They would have straight up fucking Rick and Morty devised. Something around the museum. So that like it would be invisible to me. Anytime I walk by. Wow look. There's the school affiliated with the museum. Weird that there's no fucking museum. What's this floating baby head outside? It's a hint as to what museum it is, okay? There's two floating baby heads outside. It sounds like me may be having a mental health crisis. Hopefully those are still there. They're giant metal baby heads. I mean, I know that they had to be moved there, but I don't think they ever moved them away. I don't know. Look it up. Check it out. Don't. Please don't. Anyway, um, you know, I, I, I would have... I would have aced to be punished, or <laughs> not punished, not like, ooh, spank me, boss, but, like, I, I would have I would have aced to be fired, absolutely, I would have been, like, like at the time, I was like, shit, fuck, but, like, you know, because, you know, the only reason why I hated that job, genuinely, it wasn't a joke, was that my parents told me to get that job, like, I was applying at other shit, but my parents were like, we need one thing, we need you to do one thing correctly. We can't brag about your sports career, okay? You fucked up every sport you touched. Fair. We can't brag about your beauty because you're a dumpy, five foot four, pear-shaped little motherfucker, and we wish you were dead. We would have aborted you if you were, if we were pro-abortion. Again, fine, whatever. They haven't said that explicitly, but I can infer. Um, you know, we can't brag about your intelligence because you're a fucking moron. We can't brag about, you know, the faith that you worked in, like, whatever, because it's our fault and it was weird. We need this one thing. You're stupid. You're not capable of anything. But you can probably stand behind a case to register in one of the most prestigious art collectives in the world and just not fuck it up. And I fucked it up. So, uh hey, at least I got in. But I did get punished. I did get punished. Um and I absolutely deserved it, and I wanted to talk to you guys actually about my punishment, okay, because, um, yeah, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I got punished worse than the people they threw the tomato sauce, or fucking whatever, it, um, soup, tomato soup, tomato soup is just tomato sauce for cowards, you know, like, eh, whatever, it's just weak tomato sauce, I do love a good, I do love tomato soup, though, um, but, um, I got punished worse than they did, um, because I got sent upstairs the upstairs there's three stores in the museum that I used to work in there used to be four there used to be three stores in a kiosk but we had to discontinue the kiosk because it was the stupidest shit ever um I used to be on the kiosk because I was the stupidest employee there somehow I worked my way up and their good graces to be able to enter the main gift store hallelujah holy shit but, um, and then I also worked my way up in their good graces to be able to enter the unsupervised basement gift store, which was a very, very special experience that admittedly I did not deserve. I did nothing to deserve. Again, I'm just a funny little guy with a funny voice that everyone thought was like a broken woman with a funny voice and was like, he, hee ha, ha, the woman's got a broken voice. It's so funny. Here, he have a job opportunity. And I was like, thank you. Appreciate it. Very much appreciate it. Definitely need this. Definitely need this. Turning 21 soon. Need to buy beer. Um... But I was wrong. They were wrong. I created a cult of personality around myself somehow just by being mildly funny, mildly approachable, mildly woman, and um, I got caught. I got caught being a fucking fucking piece of shit and being a fucking cunt and being a fucking ruining everyone's fucking great day, and I got punished I got sent to the beard store. And the beard store, not to slander, okay? But there was it was very distinctly bad people get put in the bad person store. There's nothing wrong with the merchandise in the bad store. okay? it's the people, the people that could put in the bad store are people that have been ruled for one reason or another non promotable. okay? after my fall from grace, which to be fair, how graceful was I being beforehand? Really? Like, honestly, like the thing about taking a shit was the smartest thing I did in a day. It's not a lie. Um, but after I finally got my, baked myself into a corner that I couldn't joke my way out of, I got put in the bait store and I was labeled as non-promotable. What non-promotable means is exactly what it sounds like it is. You can work in the museum for the rest of your life unless COVID-19 hits and they're like, well, that's a pretty convenient reason to fire this guy's fucking ace. Um, but you will never you will never be able to do basic shit like you know basic shit in the register. You'll never be given the code to make a return. There's a specific process to make a return that requires numbers and codes that you will never see. You will never be able to use or sell a gift card, okay? never ever. It's something in the computer you're also not allowed to see. You know, there's like certain books you can't have any access to the book database whatsoever. You always have to default to another person, Um, and which is fine because like it's a lot of fucking books. I didn't need that responsibility in my life, like straight up. (laughs) Like so, whatever. I wasn't super upset about being non-promotable. I knew, I knew. I just, you know, it's one of those. I. I'm gonna be honest. I've never walked into a job and thought I was gonna be promoted. My for my first internship when I was 14 and doing an "quote unquote" unpaid internship, which is what they called it. Everyone else was just like, "You're just here," um, but an, untern- in, un- an unpaid internship in in Alzheimer's Dementia Care Home. Um, they said that there was they verbally said, never in writing, that there was the possibility of promotion. And even then, I was like, I don't think there is. I'm 14. I'm stupid. I'm wearing Bermuda shorts. Um, I don't think I'm getting promoted. I don't think I'm getting promoted here. Uh, um, I, I've never once. I honestly, you know, what, I've never wanted a promotion. Like, obviously, I would like more money. Money is great. Yeah, you know, I, I don't mean the like. I just mean like, genuine, just like cumulatively, right? Like, I, you know, more money, less problems. Honestly, I think a lot of us are going through that. But, um, you know, I, but I've never wanted a promotion. I've never wanted the responsibility. I've never wanted a change in job title necessarily. I've never wanted to be the boss. I've never wanted to be a CEO. People think that that means that I don't have any, you know, drive. And maybe I don't. It's okay. I, to be honest, I've never wanted a job where there is a concept of bosses or CEOs. You know, kind of, you know, he's a comedian. He's a drag king. He's a writer self-published, you know, is a podcaster. sometimes when it's a small shitbox podcast like this that doesn't actually make any revenue as of right now, um, you know, you are your own boss if you even put the label on it. I never would. I never thought of it that way, and I I, I don't think I ever will think of anything that way. My dad fucking hates me for the BT dubs, um, and he's not wrong, except, like, he is wrong. Capitalism is wrong. The grind is wrong, okay? The hustle. If you're not doing the hustle, the dance. If you're doing the other hustle, wrong very wrong, and I'm sorry for you, um, so I was only too broken up about, like, whoa, I'll never get to sell a gift card, fucking whatever, who gives a shit, dude, (laughs) what I was broken up about is that they put me in the bad person store with the bad people, Then there was one person there's two, there's two bad people. Also like people filtered in from other gift stores and like, they were cool. Like I specifically, very specifically there are, and also not everybody that worked in the store is a bad person. Like, or I don't mean bad person, like he's actively killed. I mean, like there were just two people that worked in that store. They weren't were known to not be allowed to work in either of the other two stores because of their personalities and just who they were as people. There were also lovely people They worked in that store. Tony, lovely person. E.G., lovely person. You know, uh, every Andy, lovely person. Love her. Like, you know, I, I would still I don't know if any of these people remember me, but I would hit me up. Like, you know, Janessa, you know, Sebastian, you guys are great. There were two people that I think <laughs> were specifically told to be ace to me, and I did deserve it. And uh, one of them is just kind of like, she just did a lot of generic like, body-shaming sh- shit, and it's like, yeah, okay, I get it, okay, you think I'm a hefty woman. All right, fine. I'm wearing four-inch platforms. I could stomp your ace into this, this fake wood ground if I really wanted to um but you would get mad and be like but you're italian and i'm a italian as italians you have to stick together And it's like we really don't the minute you body shame me first of all how did you know i'm italian most people can't tell even though i'm hairy and he have a big nose and sound the way that i sound and eat a lot of garlic um weird weird maria weird i'm just gonna say her name because uh, it's not slander if I only say it once. The other person, I have a lot of stories of her, and I don't want to get caught slandering. So, so, but here's the thing. She actively, like, kind of thought she was Jesus. I don't mean the, I don't mean the, like, shaming somebody, having a religious delusion kind of way, because she wasn't. She was not, she didn't, like, think she was Jesus, think she was Jesus, but she definitely thought she was, Yeah, you know, it's like, the higher the hair, the closer to God, she didn't believe in that. Her hair wasn't, like, spectacularly high, but I think she was definitely, like, the harder I dig into this bit that I've created for myself, the harder I dig into this persona that I hide behind, the closer I am to God. And it's like, what fucking God wants you? Not to be a dick. No, I am going to be a dick, actually. I'm going to be a dick about this one. She was a raging cunt, so I just wanted to tell some stories about her, because it was my punishment. I had to deal with her the majority, excuse me, the majority of the time, and like I said, deserved, absolutely deserved. Deserved it, I did a bid, I did the crime, I paid the time. Um, holy shit, it was some time, though, (laughs) let me tell you. Now you have the hiccups, excuse me. (sighs) Woo, podcasting, am I right? Anyway, so, um... God, where do I start? Okay, so um, I'm not going to say her name, She because uh, I think she lives near where I live, and um, if I ever see her in the Target that I know we both go to, it's going to be a really weird conversation that I don't want to hear, but because she obviously thought she was Jesus, I'm just going to call her Jesus. So these are my Jesus stories, okay? A few things we need to know about Jesus, right off the bat, right? Um, Jesus loves nuts jesus specifically jesus the lady um not jesus the biblical concept um is jesus the lady that i worked with in the museum because i was actively being punished and i couldn't be left without supervision so not only was she my punishment she was my babysitter because one heist of a fucking ugly big that first of all we found on the premises like, I didn't, but was found, was later recovered on the premises, because once the thieves saw it in light, they were like, oh, this kind of fucking sucks, and they ditched it in a bathroom, okay, so, but I was still punished, and I, again, I understand, and thank you, thank you, please more, but never, never, never do they to me again, please, I, I can't handle it, so, um, she was my babysitter, it, at the ripe, at the ripe young age of 20, years old i hate a babysitter at my job because i was ruled to only be able to be alone while actively pissing which is fine whatever hey man we're all sometimes you're a security threat dude sometimes you're just a fucking security threat bro sometimes your active existence in a building breaches security and it's fucked up but, um, that's where we are. So Jesus was my babysitter, right? Jesus loved nuts. Jesus very specifically loved the type of nuts that people tend to be allergic to when they have a uh, peanut or tree nut allergy. Um, luckily I never saw, I, I don't think she ever triggered anybody's allergic reaction, which thank God, but like that store, I'm going to say, coated with nuts, coated with dust of nuts. Like, cause she would eat them by the hand. First, I love trail mix. Okay. I love the spicy trail mix. Obviously I love the trail mix with candy. Um, you know, I love nuts. You know, there's a lot of like, um, I can't remember the name of the brand, but there's like an ailment brand and they're like actively doing like, I can't, I can't get behind the wasabi ones. I think there's something like You know, some people taste cilantro like soap. I think I got a fucked up gene when it comes to the taste of wasabi. I want to like it, but I just like it clears my sinuses in a way that I just never wanted them cleared because kind of my nasal voice is my gimmick anyway. Um, but you know, they got like the spicy sweet chili nuts, those are pretty fucking good. The Sriracha nuts, woo, you know, honey barbecue, whatever. Who cares? Uh, why I don't understand why I'm supposed to love that when the ghost pepper nut is right there, but whatever. Um, so like I love nuts. I'm not coming in, I'm not coming into my own podcast pretending to be anti-nuts, okay? Because first of all, legally, I am nuts. Like, made pride applies to me and people like me, okay? I've been in a psych hospital briefly um i'm nuts but i'm not the kind of nuts that people tend to be allergic to she was actively taking handfuls of nuts shoveling them in her mouth which again whatever hey man this how i eat trail mix too and then like chewing with her mouth open and you could see the bits of nut going spook just all over the store and like I don't super like I don't I don't know how nut allergies work right but you know I know that for some people it is airborne or if they come in contact with it on a surface and we're we're talking both of those things reactively happening in the store at all times and you know I'd kind of be like ah huh, nuts right you um uh it's you know, I have a pretty severe allergy to mold. It must really suck to have a severe nutty allergy and <laughs> just blank face, just nothing, nothing permeating. Just like, well, it's in the hands of the Lord. And it's like, is it if you're actively poisoning our customers or potentially poisoning our customers? Is is it maybe, is it maybe not in the hands of the Lord? And like, we did a lot of cleaning because the thing about that store also, which was really really difficult in a museum that actively sells art supplies, is that all the surfaces are white, which like whatever, like, I don't, I don't understand it from an interior design, um, standpoint, like, I get that they were going for some sort of minimalist thing, but also, like, we sold oil pastels, we sold paint, we sold, like, dough and sand for kids to rub their hands in, like, a white museum gift store, like, a white art museum gift store is gonna get dirty so fucking fast. Um, so we were always actively, like, scrubbing surfaces, which, like, thank God, because that's probably what saved potentially customers with the nut allergy from her, right? So um, there, there was that. Fuck, man. She was, Jesus was wild. <sighs> she also had three cell phones. There was another thing that was going on. She was a she's a big proponent of. Owning a lot of technology that you don't understand how to use, and I'm not trying to say that, like, I'm the good guy in this scenario, you know what I mean? I have a cell phone, I don't know what every ape does on it, right? I'm not recording this using any proper recording equipment, and I know I'm not, but I also wouldn't know what steps to take to make it the proper recording equipment, right? I'm using, like, an old version of Audacity, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not advanced, you know? I'm, like barely in this century. I've talked about how I kind of keep doing it like the floppy disk, you know, and I, I it's a miracle I've made it this far, right? Um, miracle on Technology Street. That is not my address. Do not look for me there. Um, I don't think there's a Technology Street. Um, but um, yeah, she had three cell phones, but one's for calls, right? One's for calls, one's for music. And you might say, well, Mickey, it's probably you just don't know what an old iPod looks like. I do, okay? My dad still has his iPod Classic. My dad has, like, the original iPod Classic, which is the size of a modern cell phone um and like the same density and width and make and model for the most part but you know depending on what brand cell phone hey man i have nothing against i've been an android i've i've only recently become an apple user because um the majority of my uh teenage tween and teenage life my parents were like your siblings can have iphones because like they're not gonna break it but you are gonna sit your giant just stretch my cover it is right on top of the cell phone and snap it in two and it's like i am probably that doesn't mean it has to be an android like it kind of seems like you have a vendetta against androids where you're like iphone iphone heaviest child android let's see what you do this one but anyway um but so um yeah so it, it was, it was a phone, okay, because sometimes it would get calls, and she'd be like, that's weird, that's my music cell phone, and I didn't want to be the one to, like, break it to her, like, Spotify is real, you know what I mean, uh, because it turns out they probably would have severely jeopardized what I'm doing here, if I had done that, uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I didn't want to be like, oh, YouTube, you know, like, whatever, Fucking if she thinks that you can, only get, like, Apple Music on an iPhone that's separate from your actual iPhone. Whatever, man. Not my business, except it was my business. And then she had a third phone, which was just a calculator. But it was a phone that she exclusively used it for the calculator. Ape. And I don't know what it was she was calculating where she felt she needed a burn her phone for it. Was it something to do with, like, atomic weaponry? Time travel. You know, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something to do with QAnon. And she's like, oh, I got to keep this secret it's like, no, you should probably say that openly, so we can all, like, tell you how fucking wrong you are about everything all the time. But anyway, um, <laughs> oh god, she was fucking wrong about anything. Uh, okay, so, she, it, it, also the cell phones wasn't an isolated occurrence. Um, her son, she has children, Her son already had a cell phone and she wanted to buy him a new one so that he would have two. But she was venting to me on multiple occasions it's so hard to buy iPhones for men these days because a lot of them are white. Not men. I mean, a lot of men are white. A lot of men also aren't. So I think it is also important when thinking about, you know, things about how like the patriarchy affects men differently. Um, to be intersectional about it. How do all systems of oppression affect men differently? You know, you know, it, it, it's different effects on white men versus black men versus Asian men. But, you know, that's not that's not she's not talking about the men. OK, the iPhones, the iPhones at the tight at the tight at the time were pretty tight. Like iPhones, you know, were fucking killing it at the time, I guess. I don't really know about technology, Um, but, um, the iPhones at the time were, uh, they had the thing where like the border was white. I think they still have the, I'll fucking know. Do they even still have the border on them? I don't know. For one thing, fuck borders. For another thing, bring borders, back. the bookstore. I miss it. But don't fuck the concept of borders on land. For the third thing, I literally do not know about borders is it applies to the 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 um like the standard issue iphone i don't fucking care but she was like well i can't give him a white one because it's for women so if i gave it to him they would make him gay and it's like you do you do realize the majority of the people working close to you like in this like low end area of the museum are gay right, like you you know the probably the majority of the customers that are under the age of sixty five that are like actively college students, not that you can't be gay over sixty five um but like you know the customers coming in with rainbow pins on their backpacks that like actively are local college students and actively have like a pitch on their jacket that's like ask me about my pro you know they're gay right like you know you know right who are you? <laughs> and you know what? Here's the thing. They will have different colored phones. It's not just people with phones with a white border, but like, I couldn't say anything because at the time I also don't think I had an iPhone. And so I had an Android with a black border and I was like, well, I'm gay, but how would she ever fucking know? Cause my phone is fucking, she wouldn't even register. This as a phone, but it was a conversation we had multiple times. Um, Oh, God, which I just remember the time I was at the jewelry counter and I was getting jewelry for someone that was buying jewelry. And I'd seen a customer come in and they had like a non-binary flag pitch on like their backpack or something. And I just like I was actively at the jewelry counter and <laughs> like assisting someone in trying on jewelry because we sell jewelry there. Hit it up. It's whatever. It's cool. Um. But, um, so they're, <clears throat> sorry, they, I watched my other coworker, the, the not-Jesus one, the other one that was also sent to be my punishment, um, I watched her, like, I couldn't tell, like, I couldn't hear them, because I was too far away, but I could, like, read her lips, and she was actively asking this person about their pH, and then, like, being weird about it and like the person I was helping was like it looks really awkward and I was like yeah I know but the person like I didn't want to step in because it looked like the person was genuinely like yeah here I'll explain and I was like okay well I mean I I don't want to like kill someone's buzz they handled it she still didn't fucking get it but it's her fucking issue so um, damn (laughs) so God, that place was a fucking trip. But anyway, so gays use iPhones, right? Gays use white iPhones. Um, so there's that. Um, do you know what a GPS is? A GPS is pretty similar to an iPhone. Um, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying that because I don't think you guys know what GPSs are. I'm saying that because I don't think she knows what GPSs are. Um, so when people ask me where I'm from, I say where I'm from. And people say, I don't know where it is. And I say, it's near Full River. Um, Because it's the biggest place in Massachusetts near to where I'm from that people recognize. And it's only because in the 90s, I think like late 80s, early 90s, there was like a suspected satanic cult tied to a bunch of murders and like whatever. But it's everyone knows Full River, right? Full River, Massachusetts. Look it up. They fucking there was no, there was no, I mean, there might have been a murder, but there wasn't, the Satanists aren't like being, okay? Respect, respect, I respect the Satanist community, um, but anyway, but also now it is kind of, it is kind of cute to go to Full River and you, like, see people with the satanic pentacle, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're here for the Satanism tourism, too, I got you, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so, <laughs> um, it's what I tell people when people are like, where? And I'm like, it's near Fall River. Oh, okay. She also lives near Fall River. She lives a little further, or at the time lived a little further from Full River from where I used to live, but, like, it's still, like, doable. Like, you'll get there in a day. You'll get there in under an hour. Like, you know, you'll get there. Every, all signs lead to Fall River. Every single goddamn fucking south exit in Massachusetts is, like, south full river. It's like, well, I guess I'm going there. So whatever, you'll make it, you'll make it. So, but I remember she was ranting to me because she, she, um, she needed a GPS. And so she was like, she got a pick it. she, she got, she ordered a, like a GPS of like QVC or like a home shopping, uh, network type thing. And she was just like ranting. Um, they didn't came. And the kicker to this story was she was like, well, how am I going to get there with only one GPS? And I was like, what? And she was like, well, you know, my package arrived. My neighbor stole it. He had my GPS in it. I need both my GPSs. And I was like, where are you going where you need two GPSs? And she was like, oh, full river. And it's like, we are right there. I know your address because you've told it to me. And I if I happen to go by, I'm kind of, like, I kind of shield my face, so, you know, and you've never seen my car, so thank fucking god. You will make it. You will- you could walk to Fall River, if you really hate to. Like, (laughs) also, why are you going to Fall River? Do you think you're gonna cure the satanists of, like, being cool? What's happening? God, this fucking lady. Anyway, so, GPS. Two of them. Um... I don't know why. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm also not entirely sure she wasn't a fleet earther. So, like, do you really need a global positioning system if you think the Earth is like pancakeular? I'm here asking the real questions. I don't know why I'm not a bigger podcaster than I am. I don't know why I'm not more loved <laughs> when I'm out here asking the real questions it don't love me it's not worth it um don't love her either holy mother of god and this is just me this is just her one on one interaction like everyone was like yeah jesus co-worker she she yep but like but i, I t- <sighs> oh man where do I even go from here I, I it, it wasn't just me everybody had stories with her everybody had stories with her you know there would be stories people would be like she actively like screamed at a customer and I'd be like oh I know I I know was I Cleus yeah was this three days ago yeah but I in my heart I know because um, she would she would just like oh my god she would be like actively spitting nuts onto customers <laughs> yelling at other customers and it's like you know what here's the thing we sell high-end shit right like that store was really known for its jewelry right and some of it was really really expensive so it's like you know if they're actively considering buying jewelry from us you don't have to yell at them because it's probably going to make them like not to be like sales, raking up sales, capitalism, making money, ka-ching. But like, you know, if someone if someone if I wanted to like even if I went to a store to buy something that I really needed, like, let's say, you know, I go into a store and I'm like, fuck, I got to get fucking like peds, you know, whatever. I just go into the CVS and the CVS employee fucking yells at me from across the store. I'm a free bleeder now. You know what I mean? Like, I will just go home and stuff extra pants into my pants and never purchase pants again. And maybe that's because I'm a wuss. Um, and maybe there's because there's something wrong with me. <laughs> but at the same time, I would be terrified to enter the CVS ever again. Um, so but I you know, maybe I'm the one that's wrong. You, you never know, because after all, I was the one facing punishment. So who am I to criticize my punishment? Because she took it on other people, I think I I think I I think I am in a place where I can criticize my punishment. Um there's one story that really sticks out to me. The oh wait. Oh god, there's two. There's a few. Okay. Um so I might have to do that. This might have to be multiple episodes of just hick shit happening in museums. Um, specifically my museum. Um <laughs> But, oh, God, there was this one time they had a customer came in and was looking for a get well soon gift. Um, Jesus co-worker, um, she openly bragged about like she did volunteer work in a local hospital. It's Boston. Listen, every hospital is a local hospital, right? When you're here, your family, something like that. I don't know. Um I try to stay out of hospitals. Uh it's been it's been a difficult couple of years, but um yeah, um so she you know, I think there's nothing obviously I don't think like it's wrong to volunteer. Like it's absolutely it's even I, you know, it's even not wrong to tell people about it. You know what I mean? Like when I cuz like, you know, when I tell people about my unpaid internship that I did because I was stupid um and forced to do it. Um, You know, I always have like this weird little twinge where I'm like, they're going to think I'm bragging. But then I remember who I am. And they'd obviously people understand, like, none of the labor that I put into it was actually good or viable or worth payment. And like, it was really just some hick shit that I was doing as a kid because I was forced to do it like you know I think th- there shouldn't be anything wrong about being like yeah yeah I do whatever because like yeah I do shit like I knit hits for like homeless people you know what I mean but I never want to like tell somebody that I do that because like then I mean I'm using it now as an example because it is something I genuinely do and that I'm like patient about and stuff but uh, you know if I ever said that face-to-face to a person I'd be like you think I'm like You think I'm so self-absorbed? You think that, like, I've pushed my navel ring aside to do more navel gazing? Like, I Uh, (laughs) just... It's the same thing, like, when I tell people that, like... Or when people find out my eye color, and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's Hazel. You know what I mean? Like, I... I, There's nothing wrong with telling people good shit that you do. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's it's not bragging. Unless it's bragging. She was actively bragging, okay? So, there was the um, but, uh, she would brag about doing whatever, and she would really ramp it up towards the holidays, which, you know, makes sense, you know, whatever, I'm sure a lot of, hey, man, you know what, the, 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 the statistic that there's more suicides around the holidays has come from somewhere, you know what I mean? Also, eggnog poisoning, I don't fucking know what's going on, um, you know, standing too close will lighting up the Christmas tree, isn't it, What fucking Claire Griswold? did? I've only seen half the movie. I'd be wrong. Um, he wants the pool though. I know that. Um, also brief interlude. I know what a Christmas tree is. Okay. There was a day I shit you not. She spent 45 minutes explaining to me what a Christmas tree is. This is multi-layered. Okay. We're getting somewhere with this. So, my family's Greek Orthodox, which is... They're, like, not, like, Orthodox, about it. My family's Greek, okay? Mostly. The family that I know. Some of them I've never met in my life. We're estranged. Anyway, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. I was born, and, you know, then it happened, but... Anyway, so, um... <laughs> you you know, so my family's Greek Orthodox, kind of, sort of, you know, on the holidays, right? Well, the thing about Greek Orthodoxy and holidays is that we don't do Easter at the same time other people do Easter. It does sometimes fall on Easter. It does also sometimes fall on Passover. Sometimes it's fucking two months away from either of those things, Um, you know, so... The cool thing, the reason why employers really, really love me, is that I never have to take Easter off. Maybe once every seven years, I have to take conventional Easter off because my family's like, we want to see you, we wanna, we wanna tell the relatives that, you know, you wear a bra now, and it's like, all right, well, fucking whatever, yeah, okay, I got my titties out at the family reunion, whatever, man. I'm not all the way out, so it's fine, you know. Yeah, I, I look r- ridiculous, and yeah, I don't think anybody expects anything less than me, uh, from me, so, but employers love me, because I almost never have to take conventional Easter off. I always have to take off some obscure Sunday, and even sometimes my family's like, we don't want to see you, and it's like, okay, I don't want to see me either, we'll be at work, avoiding mirrors, um, so, uh, um, that has led to sometimes, I don't know what it is, I guess it's because Christmas is always a holiday off, depending on the industry you're in, um, which is, you know, kind of a Christian-centric way of doing things. But I think it's the fact that people have never seen me take an Easter off, where people sometimes falsely assume that I am Jewish. And I have no problem with them making that assumption that, hey, there's nothing wrong with being Jewish. I there's I love a lot of Jewish people. There's a lot of Jewish people that I love. And also, I've mentioned a million times on this podcast fuck anti-Semitism. Whatever, whatever anybody is, just let them be there, right? Um, that has led to some issues, though, where people will, like, be anti-Semitic at me, and then I have to do the double-edged sword thing of, like, first of all, I just want to let you know that you're wrong, because you're wrong. And uh, I'm not telling you this as a Jew. I'm telling you this is... Well, I'm also not Greek Orthodox, but I know how we got here. You know what I mean? Like, then I have to do... I First, I have to break down all the anti-Semitism, because obviously it's the thing that comes first. And then people are like, I feel like there was something else there. And it's like, well, yeah, first of all, fuck you for being anti-Semitic. And then also, um, my family's part of this weird fringe religion called Greek Orthodoxy. And their Easter calendar's weird. And then I have to explain the whole Easter calendar. And it's like, I'm sorry, this is a way longer explanation than I'm sure you wanted it to be when you said that anti-Semitic thing to me. But anyway, um, (laughs) so, um, but, uh, so my Jesus coworker realized that I don't take Easter's off. She knew me for like four years. I never took Easter off because I never had to, right? Because Greek Greek Easter, Greek Easter, got it. I almost said Greek Esther. I don't know who Esther is, um, but they're Greek now. I've decided. So because of this, jesus co-worker decides that i must be jewish and also he've never seen a christmas tree before so first i had to explain to her that it's like not how judaism works like not that i know from like an insider's perspective but like i know a lot of jewish people and they've all seen a christmas tree before like who are you where that's the conclusion that you draw from religious diversity like, you, you like it's First of all, there's actively a Christmas tree. When this was happening, there was actively a Christmas tree set up in the largest wing of the museum, right outside of our door. We could see it. So like, it's like right there because like there's a part of the museum where it's called like the rotunda. Don't look it up to see what museum this is. Who fucking cares? But it like extends all the way to the sky and you can see all the levels of the museum except for the new wing, which is one additional level. But fuck you if you bring it up all the way up all the way up right and so they get the fucking largest tree they can find and the tree goes all the way up and it's very wide and it's very obviously a christmas tree because it's covered in fucking like santas it's happening like you know, the cool thing is they do try to get you know like multi-faith with it which is cool they'll be like hanukkah ornaments and like kwanzaa ornaments and like they, they, they try to get, they try to get cool with it, you know, they're in, because genuinely, happy holidays, there's more than one holiday in, in, in the winter, I don't know why I almost said in the Europe, I think I was thinking of the solstice, I don't know, anyway, like, European pagans with the solstice, and that sort of thing, anyway, so I'm sorry, <laughs> but, um, the Jesus co-worker doesn't know any of it, so, she's like, for 45 minutes, so, we saw ornaments, right? Like for trees. Um, so, or whatever you want to put them on, fucking put them, put them on your car. I don't give a shit. Wear them as earrings, wear them on your nose ring. I don't care, but I know what they are. So because she, there, <laughs> her words to me were, I know you're Jewish, but this is what a Christmas tree is and explain. And I was like, for, uh, n- uh, no, um, Thank you, I don't really where are you going with this like so and for but I just she wouldn't let me get a word in edge wise and this was a forty five timed it forty five minute conversation on what a Christmas tree is and how they went out there as a Christmas tree and what a Christmas tree is and literally it was so you know what a tree is right yes but you know what Christmas is right yes, but well, I'm not so sure you know what Christmas is but anyway, a Christmas tree is and it's like I know Because I'm selling more ornaments than you. Not that it's a competition, but between the two of us, I'm the more approachable one. (laughs) So people are coming to me. God, she was... Oh, man. Um, But anyway, right. So uh, around the holidays, she would volunteer more in the hospitals. And they would mean she would talk more about volunteering in the hospitals. I didn't really fucking pay attention. I think she was like... I don't know what she did, actually. She never said what she did. She would just talk a lot about doing it, which is it a sign of being humble or is it a sign of me not listening? Or is it a sign of her not being capable of getting a point across? I don't know. Anyway, neither am I. But so someone came in and was buying a Get Well Soon gift for a uh, friend of theirs who was in the hospital. And it's kind of, you know when someone's friend is in the hospital, it's probably a very stressful time, right? And, you know, we, as museum gift shop employees, are not privy to what the fuck is going on with your friend medically, right? Jesus' co-worker decided that she is. Okay, she's like, I'm so privy to this. What's going on with your friend? And uh, it turns out this person's friend's esophagus was severed uh, during a surgery. Um, Yikes. First of all, I didn't know you could do that. Second of all, there's probably some factors as to why that happened. You know, it could just be a freaky accident. It could also be male you know, practice if the friend was of a marginalized identity, specifically, you know, if the friend was like a black woman, for example. We don't know any of the details about the friend, um, other than the fact that their esophagus was severed and just kind of left that way during, you know, male practice during a surgery. And now they're even more in the hospital. Um, but I'm just saying there are like, social factors as to who's usually on the receiving end of meal preictus, and it's a terrible thing that we should fix we should work to change um it's right more awareness about um but uh jesus co-worker wasn't i for i didn't say any of that because you know i'm not gonna be like oh is it because you're you know, i'm not gonna be a dick it's not their fault they're the victim of medical meal preictus, and also now is not the time for me to be like socio-politically let's figure out why that happened um you know what i mean like uh, don't be a dick. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, uh Jesus coworker doesn't abide by those rules. And Jesus co-worker was like, oh, at hospital. I don't fucking remember which one they said, but they said a hospital. And she was like, Oh, well, I volunteer at XYZ Hospital, and um, they would have never happened if your friend had come to my hospital. So get what you pay for. And like went on like a tirade, and we were both like, shut the fuck up. Someone's esophagus is not connected to the rest of their esophagus anymore. I don't know if you know what an esophagus is, Jesus Coworker, but, like, it's a pretty important thing. It probably hurts a lot to sever it. You know, hit me up, let me know um, if it's ever happened to you. Um, But, yeah, God, it was... And then after the person was shocked and left, and I apologized profusely, Jesus Coworker was like, you guys were acting, like, really weird about this. It's like, we were acting weird? This person's terrified for their friend's health and is trying to get them a gift. I'm trying to stop you from being the biggest fucking dingus you can possibly be in this moment. And yet, we're the weird ones? And she did it again, too. Not with an esophageal thing. But, um, I think it was around the same time. It was in the winter. There was, uh... Oh, man. There was, um it was a thing that happened in boston it was a thing that he happened in boston not a good thing but um in the news there he had been um a, a woman that he had um like some form of postpartum something going on um like postpartum depression postpartum psychosis something was going on there Climbed to the top of a building, flung the baby down, flung herself down, killed herself, killed the baby, that sort of thing. You know, that's also, again, that's a much larger conversation that needs to happen about like postpartum anything for, for parents that do experience postpartum any sort of anything, you know what I mean? Mental health for parents, you know, the, the suicide risk and new parents, that sort of thing. That's a whole, con- also like who gets the access to mental health care, that sort of thing. What are those barriers? Can we break them down? Obviously, right? That's a whole conversation that needs to happen. That conversation did not happen in the, not that it needed to happen in the museum at that time, but like, it's not even close to the conversation that happened because the conversation that did happen was, well, she should have just, first of all, Jesus' coworker brought it up unprovoked while checking up a customer, checking in a, checking in a customer right? And so I, we're both just kind of like, what's up? And she's like, yeah, I saw this news story, and I just, you know, I, I couldn't help but think that if she had just opened her heart to Christmas a little more, she wouldn't have done that. And it's like, no amount of opening your heart to Christmas is going to, like, unpostpartum psychosis you, you know what I mean? Like, who's the famous, the... Oh, there's a famous one. Andrea Yates. Do you think if Andrea Yates... I knew it was her, I just didn't want to slander somebody, but if in case it was the wrong name. Do you think if Andrea Yates had opened her heart to Christmas more, like, she wouldn't have done it? You know what I mean? Like, it's... mm. And, like I said, I'm not a true crime podcaster. I'm a criminal, and it's a crime that I have a podcast. But, like, I, I'm just going to say that doesn't even need to be posted as a theory. You know what I mean? Like, it's. Stop. Um, but, yeah. Then she went on about that for a while. She was like, I wake up every day and I pray. And I think if this lady had just prayed once in her life, she wouldn't have done this. If she had just prayed and just let Jesus into her heart some more. And it's like, okay, I get it. You're into Jesus. Cool. I, you know, good. Good for you. Whatever, man. Fucking whatever religion you want to follow, dude. You could be into the flying spaghetti monster and be like, cool. Who fucking cares? You could be a Satanist. You'd be a much chiller person if you were. Um, But, oh, God, she was just... Because, like first of all, she brought it up. <laughs> like, like, hi, what are you buying here? Cool. Gift wrap or whatever. Anyway, did you see that murder suicide that happened? Yeah. There's a whole conversation about like mental health and like postpartum, you know, services and that sort of thing that needs to be had. But anyway, uh, I think it's really about the magic of Christmas. I think now's really a good time to, 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 to press my views on the magic of and if i had done the inverse if i come at it from my stance like not that but like if i came at it from my stance on christmas fired you know what i mean like immediately like if i brought that up if i did the same thing but like a mirror image of it like because i'm not super festive i don't know if you guys can tell by how monotone my voice is i'm not the most holiday oriented person um so, if I had been, like, yeah, honestly, did you guys hear about the fucking thing that fucking happened? The lady, and she fucking jumped? Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I think if she had, like, hated Christmas a little bit more, it would have saved her, you know? I think if she had maybe, like, communed with the Antichrist or something, probably would have. Like, I would have been in jail. I would have left the museum in, like, a paddy wagon. you know what I mean? Like, I would have been, like, sent the far and wide and just never, never, ever allowed near an art museum again. And I, 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 it's not right, because everyone was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Who are you? Oh, my God. This woman was uh, a nightmare. She was an absolute nightmare. This is the worst, just completely the way. And I deserved it. I deserved all of it. I deserved so much of it. I did. God, if only I hadn't been present at the time of the art heist, right? Or if only I had noticed them leaving and was like, could you, like, take some actual art? Because, like, our competition's right down the street. And if you can take one more piece of art than them, you beat them. And in a way, we all win. But um, I didn't think ahead to do any of it. That. Um, that's okay, though. <laughs> Man, I just cannot believe I was actually allowed to work there, like straight up, like to be honest, like nobody wanted me there. Very few people, I think, wanted me there. Um, You know, I think a lot of people thought I was very difficult to work with because I was stupid. And honestly, you know what? I am stupid. You know what? So fucking places full of French artists, right? Sergeant, apparently not French. People are coming up to me with these wickiest fucking French pronunciations. They're like, Van Gogh. And it's like, all right, fucking whatever. He's not even French, but who, who gives a shit? They're like, oh, Monet. And it's like, are you trying to say Monet? Because like, valid, but also wrong. But then, fucking, I ain't never heard Sergeant, right? I try to pronounce Sergeant's name to somebody, I think, and it's Sergeant, and then it's not. And they laugh at me, and it's just like, understood, but also cruel. Understood. But also cruel. You know what I mean? Deserved? Tell my boss. And I, I cannot believe I am a difficult. I'm not a difficult person. But I'm a. Di- it's difficult to conceptualize me as a person. And I don't mean that like in a good way. I mean that is. isn't, it would be very good if I was actually like a comedian. Like outside of the fact that I have a laptop that I can record pretend podcast episodes on. Right. So like, I'm inherently very cartoony. Um, and because it's like my voice and my, uh, you know, it's just my natural voice. And then like mannerisms that I don't even realize I'm doing, it's very difficult to tone down. Right. And I have like mental health reasons as to a little bit why I'm like this, but also I just have a weird personality, you know, like, <laughs> you know, strip any of the mental health shit away. And it's like, I'm still like, this is still my voice. You know what I mean? It might sound a little bit happier, but it, you know, it'll still be the same weirdy extent, weird graveliness. Weird, I might be a little less monotone, but, you know, still weird, still weirding people, right? Weird inflection, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, on top of that, it's something, it's also about, like, being a trans person, a person trying to live excuse me, in a body and, like, dress away, and then it never reads correctly, and then however it reads to the outsider, people are like, it's fucking weird. So I'm a difficult person, and that's what I mean when I say I'm a difficult person, is that it's very difficult to conceptualize me as a person. I'm not saying that it is, like like, a net positive, I would say. I would say it depends on context. Sometimes people really, really love me, and sometimes people are like, I turned off my television. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why this adult swim animated motherfucker is following me around everywhere. And it's like, I work here. Um but so you know I I, I do think it is very difficult. There are very few jobs that I think I would excel at because of my personality and because like no matter what I do the critics always show through. You know what I mean? I don't mean that it's, like, a negative thing. Because also, like, I don't think everybody can do everything. You know what I mean? It just does suck that a lot of the jobs that I'm not suited for are face-to-face with people. <laughs> um, like, I would never, even in the, even in a different, like, register position, like, I would have sucked in a grocery store. I would have sucked. I would have sucked Apes ace in a grocery store. And then I probably would have had to suck a lot of people's aces in apology. Like, I'm sorry I rang up your bananas wrong. Um, all right, pull them down, I'll suck your ears, and here's a coupon. You know, like, you know, I just, it, I'm just not good. I don't fit a lot of places, which, if I was somebody with actual talent, it would work out brilliantly for me. They's somebody that isn't very talented, it just makes me kind of weird and, like, off-kilter for a lot of people. Um, Or I'm going to say somebody with hidden talents. Very few people know I have a podcast. Very few people know that I consider myself funny. Uh, <laughs> um, which is weird, because any time I say it, they automatically think I'm joking. And it's like, hello, the joke within a joke within a joke. Uh, am I funny or am I not? It's Schrodinger's joke. Woo. Um, you know, very few people know that I do whatever. You know what I mean? So and like, I'm not like more people should know about me because I don't want them to. But I am saying I do understand why it was so difficult in the environment for people to warm up for me or warm up to me. I mean, they didn't have to warm up for me, you know, it was just never going to work for me no matter what. Like I said, the creaks are always going to show through. Um, I would always fumble, no matter what, you know what I mean? It would always be very obvious that it's just a homunculus behind a register, like it's not a real person. Um, so I do understand why a lot of people did feel very uncomfortable working with me. It's not that I was like intentionally being an uncomfortable person I never obviously was creepy, but people are like, you're stupid in ways that I didn't know a person could be stupid. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I am, especially in an art setting. That's when all the critics start to show through because I was in a setting that I didn't know anything about. I was surrounded by people that had like degrees in like art, art therapy, the, the library management, art archive management and organization they sort of shit and then it's like what are you doing i got a psych degree Uh, Woo! you know it's just like uh, so you know i just something was gonna go wrong eventually and i don't think it was an environment i ever would have wanted to stay in for very long and you know i do take responsibility for the shit i did fuck up i wasn't properly educated on any of the shit that i was talking about and like doing any art shit and like i didn't know anything you know what i mean I, you know, I am stupid. I don't belong in that job, um, you know. And then, like, any time I tried to like be funny to cover for it, I would fumble it too. And you know, also like, I don't know. There's just something mentally wrong with me, bro. But anyway, so <laughs> I know it would always go wrong, you know. And even in my even in my regular life, the critics always do show through. I'm not a completely I'm not a completely person. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, I mean, there's a lot wrong with me, but, like, you know, I'm not a completely person in a way where it's, like, is dangerous. It's, like, I'm not a completely person, and they, like, I don't know. The, the only person I really pose any danger to is me, because I'm just stupid and just burning bridges that I didn't even know were there. And that's what happened with the museum. And I try my hardest to make sure shit, like, that never happens again, but things like, you know, date specific punishment came out of the blue. You know what I mean? Date specific heist came out of the blue because honestly i thought we were past the era of heart of art heists but i guess i was wrong um so i do take responsibility for everything that i did fuck up at the museum and if you're from the museum and if you remember my voice i you know i'm sorry i am genuinely sorry uh for the heist for everything for everything i put you guys through um but um also it was kind of funny wasn't it like not the heist specifically but Come on, some of the shit I did must I must have made one good joke while I was at... Come on, please! Like, you guys don't understand. My career depends on that. um But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Um, sorry about everything that I said. Um, hey, if you're a Jesus employee and you're listening to this... <sighs> Please don't be. <laughs> it's it's my word of advice to you. But thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh, this was a healing episode. Now I can go forth and be a terrible employee at many different jobs. Um, I'm sure I'll reference shit from the museum more more frequently. I, I fucked a lot of shit up. Oh my god, the fucking thing with the registers. And then I like someone's money stuck together and everyone thought I was pocketing money. And it's like, but I wear skimpy dresses and I don't wear bras is the money just going inside what are you saying about me but anyway um uh, i mean i guess i could have put the well now in retrospect i could have fucking put the money in my underwear but also i wasn't stealing the money so it's also fucking gross um but anyway i'm really happy that they fired me um uh covid came and i was one of the first people to be fired and i'm not like allowed to say that Around my family, because so when I say that I got fired because of COVID, it's true. All all of us, I think, lost our jobs because of COVID in that specific gift store because it's the least essential part of a museum. And like they shut the whole museum down for COVID, right? But I'm not allowed to say that around my family because they think that I'm playing victim. And it's like, first of all, I've had COVID three times. That's what I'm a victim of. I was going to eventually leave the job anyway. It's just, like, really weird timing. You know what I mean? Like, I should be allowed... H- hit me up, but let me know if your family's also fucked up. I should be allowed to acknowledge that, like, I did lose a job to the pandemic. Right? Like, it's something I should be allowed to... Anyway, fuck my family. Fuck the museum. Fuck art as a whole. Um, fuck me, and fuck Jesus' employee that's all I gotta say. So, um, love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for everything as always. Um, I will not see you next time and you will not see me next time as it is a purely audio medium. Again, sorry about it because I know my voice is fucking weird. Um, and, uh, I won't hear from you next time because it is one way. Uh, but you'll hear from me next time. So I hope to you hear from me then. You know what I mean? Bye. Love you guys. Bye.